beautiful day in the seven cities i'm brady parkins and i'm charlie wise this is the seven stakes podcast and it is already week five of nfl action here it's flying by pretty quick so far it is some a lot of surprises in the nfl so far this season seems like anybody can win any single week you know insane some of the games we've got to watch very exciting football right now and we're right right back in the studio here recording week five some of our player props again continue to do well we've seen aiden hutchinson get jumped in the defensive rookie of the year by the linebacker from the jaguars still a close one though still very close one on the offensive side kenny pickett's now starting in pittsburgh so that's helping out his odds quite a bit for us yeah he jumped up he's in like the fifth uh highest offensive rookie of the year right now at plus 950 this was was the exact week we needed him to start get the start so exactly last season we gave it they needed any offensive rookie of the year that's one of his quarterback they needed to start by week four week five well we said week five last year because that a game and here it is we're going into week five kenny pickett's starting it makes me feel so much better that we're not just going straight down the same path as last year i know with (laughs) trey lance insane but we lucked out he's getting the start finally mike tomlin finally folded he kept saying we're gonna stick with trubisky stick with trubisky think the front office might have pressured him a little bit said hey we'd like to win some games actually and i mean you got to see what the kids got yeah you know what trubisky has for you and it's not good yep some big injuries that happened this past week yeah uh two is going to be out again this week still dealing with that concussion that they're finally actually diagnosing now um, so no telling exactly when he'll be back uh these players are playing in tonight's game so by the time anybody hears this it's a little pointless but javante williams is out for the whole year so i guess that's still relevant with a torn acl jonathan taylor sitting out this week with the ankle injury fingers crossed he comes back next week big game against the jags which we didn't <laughs> think we'd be saying at this point this yeah, season seriously. right now <laughs> the quotes have underperformed and the jaguars have overperformed so yeah i think those are the main big ones um dax started to get close to coming back he's kind of pushing to come back here in the next couple of weeks but jerry jones says he can't grip a football and cooper rush is playing well so i don't know we'll we'll see what plays out with it everybody's calling for there to be a qb controversy there and stuff but yeah i don't know <laughs> people are going to create that qb controversy which cooper rush is playing very well but i think Dak still elevates that offense just a little bit more yeah i can't imagine a situation where they actually roll with cooper rush the rest of the season but that would be pretty insane uh, well it's a, almost a perfect scenario for him honestly with Dak being injured because now they don't have to rush him back they're three and one right now you know yeah still right in the thick of everything unfortunately they have got the eagles in their division who are four and oh but still that wi- that extra wild those, card spot powerful giants three and one three and one that's right <laughs> oh my gosh who would have thought again not you nfl yeah obviously not me i couldn't find a win and somehow they managed to get three in the first four weeks so i i don't know the game last week against the bears was just atrocious it was the same play fake handoff roll out to the left or the right and daniel jones would just have 20 20 yard rush every after rush yeah insane anyways that was yeah a beyond frustrating first half to watch and then they they what scored maybe three points in the second half something like that yeah they shut 
shut the shut everything down the second half. Yeah. All right, let's move in our picks this week. Uh, week five NFL coming at us right now. First one I'm going to take, we're going to go Joe Mixon over 21 and a half receiving yards at minus 110 on DraftKings. So the Ravens have allowed the third most receiving yards to running backs, and that's they average about 52.25 yards per game allowed. Joe Mixon, so far this season, he's averaged 28.9 receiving yards on 4.25 receptions. He last season against the Ravens, his last game or his last game against the Ravens, he had six receptions for 70 yards. So again, Joe Mixon, running back one in Cincinnati, he's going to get the catches here. And Ravens don't do very well against running backs in the receiving game. All right, we'll be taking Bucks minus nine and a half against the Falcons and minus minus 110 on DraftKings. So the Bucks are coming off back-to-back losses to the Packers, and then the Chiefs got them this past week, unfortunately. But history says that Tom Brady does pretty well after coming off of back-to-back losses. He's he's actually never lost three games in a row. Going back to you have to go back to 2002, I think is what I was telling you earlier, to see a stretch where he had three losses in a row. So definitely like him to win this game, but. In those games, following back-to-back losses in his career, he's nine and three against the spread. In those games, a lot of those uh, games, he's they're covering by quite a bit. So they're going up against the Falcons this week. Falcons have been kind of surprisingly better than I think a lot of people expected this year. And weirdly enough, they've been doing it with their uh, running game which I don't think they're going to be able to replicate this week coming up against the Bucks, who before this past week, who they got torched by the Chiefs run game. Um, they had just been shutting everybody down. Defense had looked really dominant. I would expect them to bounce back a little bit this week with that. Atlanta also is now without Cordero Patterson. He's on IR, so they're going to be running out Tyler Algier um, and I think Caleb Huntley are their two running backs, two guys that probably plenty of people have never even heard of. And they've shown that they really cannot keep themselves in a game with the passing offense. They rank 29th in the league. And I think I was hearing earlier this week that Marcus Mariota, I think, passed the ball like seven times last week or, or had seven completions last week in a game that they won, which is just <laughs> insane. So I like the Bucks to bounce back this week. Go ahead and have them stomp out the Falcons a little bit for us, get back on track. Going back with another running back prop here, we're taking Aaron Jones over 58.5 rushing yards at minus 115 on DraftKings. So, so far this season, he's averaged 81.8 yards on 12 attempts per game. The Giants, they've allowed 119 rushing yards per game and and have not held an opposing leading rusher below 70 yards so far. And if you are uh, worried about Jones being a part of a running back committee with A.J. Dillon, the Giants played the Cowboys earlier in the season who have Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and both running backs actually went over this rushing number. If you take Jones' average yards per carry, he would only need nine carries to go over this number which he's only been under nine carries once this season. That was week one against the Vikings. They were down, so they were passing the ball a bunch. So I like Aaron Jones here, and I feel like this is actually a pretty low number for him. I like that one there. He's definitely uh, you know, established himself as the lead back in that backfield the past few weeks. Fortunately, I've got A.J. Dillon on some 
on a fantasy league, and he hasn't been showing up too much for me. So I like that one there. And my next one's going to be the Eagles, minus 3.5 in the first half. It's minus 110 on DraftKings. This was one of those ones when I first saw it, it just it almost seemed like too good to be true, and it scares me a little bit just because of that. But all the numbers point to the Eagles being should be even bigger favorites in the first half in this one. So, so far through this season, the Eagles rank is they're the first ranked scoring team in the first half of games. They're putting up 23 points per game, and they're the eighth ranked first half defense, allowing just 8.8 points per game. On the other side, the Cardinals are dead last, 32nd in first half scoring, scoring four points per game in the first half of games. And they're the 32nd ranked first half defense, allowing 16.6 points per game. So you're talking about literally the the best first half team in the league going up against the worst first half team in the league. The Cardinals, they've been trailing by at least six in every single game this season going into halftime. And the Eagles have been winning by at least six going into halftime of every single game this season. So I like it to, I mean, the trend should keep going here based on these numbers so it's one of those weird things because i I found a similar prop i'm gonna bet here we're both gonna bet and we're taking the new orleans saints minus one in the fourth quarter at minus 115 on DraftKings. the saints last season were a great fourth quarter team this season they're proving it as well they rank first in the nfl in fourth quarter scoring they average 12.3 points in the fourth quarter while the seahawks are tied for 26 and only averaged 2.5 points in the fourth quarter up until last week the seahawks had actually not scored scored any points in the fourth quarter they put up 10 last week against the lions who have the worst defense the worst scoring defense in the nfl right now but they were still outscored by 12 points the lions ended up putting 22 points up in the fourth quarter last week and a crazy high scoring game Seattle's fourth quarter point differential is minus 5.5 while New Orleans is plus two in the fourth quarter. This seemed like just another one, like you were talking with your bet. Just why Why is it? Why are they only minus one in the fourth quarter? Why is this a thing? They, yeah, when, when every other week it's been a wider gap than that. Exactly. Strange. Yeah, those ones, they're, they're scary, but I mean... You just got to go with the numbers in these situations. and Absolutely. Hopefully the numbers stay true. All right, in that same game, we're going to be taking our, another kicker prop this week, and they've been working out for us, so we're going to give it a little test run, see if we might keep going with one of these every week. And so this one we're going with Jason Myers, over one and a half field goals made. It's plus 110 on DraftKings. He's attempted three field goals in each of the past two games. The Seahawks' offense has looked a lot better than – people were expecting this season geno smith is randomly leading the league in completion percentage and actually driving this team up and down the field some so they're coming up against the saints this week like you were talking about the saints rank third in defense defensive scoring in the red zone and that's touchdowns being scored so teams are just at i mean teams aren't scoring touchdowns when they get into the red zone against them which is perfect for kicking field goals if you're if that's what you're looking for. So the Saints are allowing the most field goal attempts, 3.8 per game, and the most makes, 3.5 per game this season. So I like the Seahawks to be able to get up and down the field a little bit, probably stall out in the red zone a few times, 
kick some field goals for us. This game's also being played in New Orleans, so they're going to be in a dome, no weather concerns, no wind, nothing like that. So going with that one, I like that we can get that one at plus odds too. Always fun when you get plus odds. Going on with our last one here, we've got Noah Brown over 37.5 receiving yards at minus 110 on DraftKings. He's went over this total in all four games this season, and he's actually averaged 68.5 yards per game. The Rams have allowed over 55 receiving yards to their opponents, number one and number two receivers in three out of four games this season. Only time it hasn't happened was last week, but Debo had 115 yards receiving. So, again, insane for him. Brown is the second most targeted wide receiver on the Cowboys, only behind CeeDee Lamb. And... If you're worried about Michael Gallup returning, he obviously had his first game back last week. He didn't see a drop in production production at all. He still got targeted around right around his average. He still got his receiving yards, so I'm not too worried about it. He's still a, he was still playing the same, you know, snap counts and nothing really changed. Play for him. percentages and everything too. So and it seems like Cooper Rush really loves him, loves to target him, loves to get him the ball. So I feel like this is an easy over here and. That's seven bets right there, Charlie. Yeah, it's our seven picks for the week. Do a little quick recap with them. Uh, we're going with Joe Mixon, over 21.5 receiving yards. We're taking the Bucks minus 9.5. Aaron Jones, over 58.5 rushing yards. The Eagles, minus 3.5 in the first half. Saints, minus 1 in the fourth quarter. Jason Myers, over 1.5 field goals made. And Noah Brown, over 37.5 receiving yards. We got the sage burning up here again for some good luck. If it's if bets don't go the way we're projecting them to go this week, then uh, <laughs> trash that sage. We're trashing that sage because it's evil witch sage. We got it from a shop here in uh, Norfolk. Well, my wife actually got it, so who knows? She could have bought it off some random dealer on the side. You know, I see there's a lot of sage <laughs> dealers here in Norfolk, but. We're giving it another try this week. You know, the sage worked out for us the first week we did it. Last week didn't go so well. We're, we're going to keep trying it. And if yeah, it doesn't work, it go. might have to burn something else up here. Last week, you were the one that was holding the sage walking around. Yes. And the week before that we did it, I was the one holding. So if we bounce back this week, I was holding again this week. So I might become the permanent sage holder if, he, if that's the case. You'll be your big sage guy. Yeah, yeah huge sage guy. <laughs> I'm Brady Parkins. I'm Charlie Wise. This is Seven Stakes Podcast. Have a good one.